When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. We'll go till 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, we got a packed show tonight. Packed show. Jovan Buha, the Athletics, going to come on in about a half hour. Um, expectations for tomorrow. Some injury updates. Avery Bradley is a Laker again. We'll talk about the starting lineup. And then uh, LeBron James got a chance to talk to... Uh, the media after practice today so there's a, a few things i took from that as well so a lot going on of course as always one of the great things about doing the show is getting listener reactions so if you want to be a part of the show 877-710-ESPN uh we'll try to line up some calls um as many as we can here before we get to yovan in uh, at 7 30 okay let's start with this some expectations for tomorrow can i tell you how happy i am that preseason basketball is over because i have spent six straight games getting the privilege to do the pregame and the postgame show and everything else. But I spent six games walking away like, I don't know what the hell. I don't know what I just watched for six games. I really don't. And I say that because, yeah, obviously the Lakers had zero interest in the preseason, zero interest. I, whatever I I hear or, you know, just listening to the coach or the players or anything along those that perspective, it was very clear that, look, it's not a priority. Preseason's not a priority. Let's just get to the regular season. Let's get things going. And we got that coming up here in uh, in 24 hours. Actually, um, you know, Lakers play tomorrow night against the Golden State Warriors. It's going to be at 7 p.m., uh, second game on TNT. So literally 24 hours from now, we'll, we'll get a chance to – we'll be right around tip-off. Um, my my expectation, I got to be honest, it's, it's very simple for me. Um, just expecting to see some good basketball, see LeBron James, Anthony Duff Davis, and Russell Westbrook figure things out. And I, you know, it, it'd be foolish for me to try to explain to Laker fans, oh, this thing's going to click right away. No, I don't think it will. And by the way, a lot of these players have been prepping, have kind of been in a sense setting up the conversation and the expectation of, okay, just let this thing marinate a little bit. You can't just, you know, put everything together and just expect it to be perfect right out the gate. And I, I think, you know, I think there are realistic expectations of, yeah, it might take a second, but I think there's also the expectations of, I want to see some good basketball. You know, you got a ton of veterans that have come obviously on this team that have an incredible amount of experience. You have three superstars that have been Either already MVPs in this league uh, multiple times. You got champions everywhere you look. You got a dude in Anthony Davis that you can make a case is the best two two way player in the NBA. So letting the thing marinate is all fine and dandy. But I think you know using tomorrow as an example against the Golden State Warriors, I, I think there's a lot of anticipation to watch good basketball for a large part portion of the season. And to be prepared for that 82-game grind and then get to the playoffs and, you know, obviously be one of the few teams that have a chance, at, a legitimate chance at an NBA championship. So that's what I'm expecting. I don't expect anything less. I'm not telling you it's going to come out the gate and the Lakers are going to be perfect. But I'm also one that's going to, you know, be incredibly disappointed if it's not that on a night-in, night-out basis. And I think a lot of Laker fans would probably agree on that front. Um, again, no one's saying that you got to be the – 
you know, the Showtime era right out the gate or the 96 Chicago Bulls. Um, but th- this this team has absolutely everything it needs, and starting tomorrow, the games count, so let's see it. Uh, I, I think that's one of the things I'm most looking forward to. By the way, from the Big Three perspective, we got little, little stints in the preseason to see these three together. Um, I'm going to go back to this because it's the best thing that I could do to kind of gauge where I am with the Lakers right now. Every postgame show that I did... I just kept telling Laker fans, well, I can't really tell you too much from what we just saw because um, there wasn't really too much to assess. The LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook piece is going to be one of the most fascinating pieces in all of basketball. And it has less to do – LeBron James is LeBron James. Like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. LBJ is going to be LBJ. Anthony Davis, the question for him is, okay, how's he feeling? Is he good to go? Can he do it every single night? Is he going to have nights where, you know, we just sit back and we marvel, wow, look at look at Anthony Davis, another 35, 12 rebounds, four block shots, just damn dominated on both sides. But aside from those type of games, can he be consistent? You know, will he um, – there's going to be questions of how often he's going to play the five um, and, you know, can he do it on a consistent basis? When I say consistent, I'm basically saying superstar status. I'm, I'm basically saying you're top five, top three in the NBA, top top five, top three in the world, and no one even questions it. That's going to be the next step for Anthony Davis. And dude's 28 years old. If there's a time to do it, it's starting now where you have a roster that's completely built perfect around you. When I say around you, LeBron and Russell Westbrook combine those two together, um, you know, on average these last couple years, that's 20 assists a night right there. Rondo's another player that can dish the ball. You got two big men in Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan that are there if you need big men with you. You obviously brought in a couple of shooters as well. So uh, everything is set up for AD. The last of the big three that I got my curiosity on that it will be by far the biggest curiosity that I have with these three players is how's Russ going to fit in? How's he going to fit in? I can sit here and bark on a microphone as often as I do. As I, I'm a I'm a proponent of that trade. I'm a fan of them bringing Russell Westbrook to the Los Angeles Lakers. I really, really think he's the right player to bring in here. Um, he's lost enough to where all he cares about is winning a championship. He's at a stage of his career where all that matters is an NBA championship. But the fit questions, those are fair. Those are okay to have. What, what, is Russ going to fit well with LeBron and Anthony Davis? I think they're going to figure it out, but that Russ piece and starting tomorrow, we get a chance to watch it night in, night out against teams and against uh, a portion of the season that actually starts counting. So every game from here, there's no more of the excuse of, not even an excuse, just the reality of, hey, it's a preseason, it's exhibition game. Um, Luckily, those days are over. Okay, got a couple other things that I want to get into, and that just kind of gives you a little... Uh, my expectations for tomorrow against the Golden State Warriors and really the week because you got tomorrow, then you got the Phoenix Suns, then you got the Memphis Grizzlies. Three games this week, all at home at Staples Center. Uh, Quick shout out, by the way, to Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Uh, We greatly appreciate their partnership on Lakers Talk. Very, very simple how how this gets done. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. It takes about 15 minutes. Drive in, drive out in about 15 minutes. Thank you to Valvoline Instant Oil Change. I got a couple injury updates here. Um, so a little bit earlier today, Coach Vogel spoke uh, to the media. 
Got a chance to be a part of that conversation. This is the latest, and this is going to tie in with a couple other moves from the Lakers. Uh, Coach on tomorrow's availability, Wayne Ellington out. Kendrick Nunn listed as questionable. Malik Monk listed as probable. So um, just to kind of give you an idea here, Wayne Ellington will not start the season, um, at least cannot start on opening night. We'll see what happens to Kendrick Nunn. I mentioned Malik Monk. Um, This kind of leads me to a couple things. Number one, if you ask me who's starting tomorrow, uh, I would tell you I have no idea. And a question was brought up to Coach Vogel earlier today. Coach, uh, who's starting tomorrow? He said, uh, I know the starting lineup, and I'm not going to share it. And that's part of, you know, that's not uncommon, these strategies that the coach is kind of holding on and saying, okay, we're not going to share. Uh, we're not going to show you our cards right out the gate. Um, that starting lineup in the shooting guard position, I think most likely it's going to be Kent Bazemore. It just sounds like it will be. Kent Bazemore started the last two games. That's number one. And the other part of it is um, you got a couple of these injuries. Monk will be coming off, not not playing two preseason games. So I think that will kind of align align with it as well. Um, so for the Lakers, uh, the only question left is going to be, will Anthony Davis start at the five or will Anthony Davis start at the four? If he starts at the five, then probably Carmelo's in the starting lineup. If he starts at the four, then you probably have DeAndre Jordan there at the five. Um we don't know the answer to that, and I don't think anybody does other than coach and the coaching staff. We'll have to wait till tomorrow to see, you know, how, obviously how it all uh, uh, pans out. In regards to those injuries that I was talking about, uh, some of these, you know, guards for the Lakers, maybe this is uh, what triggered this today. Sham Sharani, a little bit earlier, put out a tweet. This was around 2 o'clock. The Los Angeles Lakers have claimed Avery Bradley off waivers, sources tell the Athletic in that uh, stadium. Uh, Laker fans don't need any background on Avery Bradley. He was obviously part of the Lakers during that championship run. Did not come to the Orlando bubble, but uh, Avery Bradley was a a really nice piece for the Lakers. Uh, I'll read this off the press release that the Lakers put out. Lakers have been awarded guard Avery Bradley on a waiver claim. It was announced today by Vice President of Basketball Operations and General Manager Rob Palenka. Bradley returns to LA after averaging 8.6 points, 2.3 rebounds, and 1.3 assists in 49 games for the Lakers during their championship uh, 2019-2020 championship run. Um, I'm actually excited to see Avery Bradley back. There's another defense another option. Lakers obviously have a ton of guards. They're all going to have to be fighting for minutes, and Avery Bradley's going to be a guy you don't have to hand him anything. He's either going to go get it, roll up his sleeves, and go earn it, um, and that's typically how Avery Bradley has has made his money in this league. So Avery Bradley back with the Los Angeles Lakers. I want to throw out here a couple questions to Laker fans. If you want to be – this next segment is one to take some calls. So if you want to be a part of the show, now's uh, the time to do it. What are you most looking forward to this upcoming season? What do you think the Lakers should do with their starting lineup? Would you like to see AD at the 5 or keep AD at the 4? Um, any concerns from how the Lakers played in the preseason? Does it carry over at all? The phone number is 877-710-ESPN. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Your call's coming up next, plus a couple things on LBJ. He talked a little bit earlier today. I want to uh, react um, on a couple things he talked about, how this season is a new slate, last season, kind of turning the page on on, uh, last season. We'll do that coming up next. Lakers Talk 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Lakers talk till 8 o'clock tonight. By the way, Jovan Buha coming up at about 15 minutes or so. Covers the Lakers for the Athletic. We got a chance to um, listen to LeBron James a little bit earlier today. A few different topics came out of it. And let me actually throw out the number here real quick. 877-710-ESPN. If you got some thoughts on what to expect tomorrow, your expectations on the season, should AD play the five, starting lineup-wise, Avery Bradley back with the Lakers. So any of those topics, you can feel free to call in. Um so, you know, it's interesting. Le- LeBron, um, his conversation uh, with the media earlier today, he was asked about if the way last season went, um, does it have any, you know, got a chip on your shoulder, the way last season played out and you had the injuries. And LeBron basically said he's not worried about how le- last season did play out, that obviously the injuries derailed anything that they wanted to accomplish and it's a clean slate. Um, just start building from scratch. Well, every time I think about last season, and I know for me, it was pretty simple. Hey, the Lakers, you know, they're not healthy, so there's nothing they could do here. This is just the unfortunate predicament that they're in. And that was it. That was the difference of the season. Lakers, you know, obviously, uh, if they're healthy, when they were healthy, they're up two games to one against the Phoenix Suns. And um, and then once Anthony Davis goes down, that's a wrap. The season is, you know, it's over. I, I, when I heard LeBron say that, no, I don't pay attention to last season. That's it. The pass is a pass. There's 11 new guys on this team. So I think maybe there would have been more of a chip on this organization's I'm, – I'm sure the organization has a chip. They, they want to go get number 18, and every time Rob Palenka addresses the media, he's always talking about, that's it, that's the only goal. We want to go get another championship. If it's not that, uh, he was talking about it in the exit meetings. He was talking about it during training camp when he addressed the media. So we obviously know what everybody's mentality is. But usually you have a chip on your shoulder. I'll give you an example. If the Phoenix Suns have a chip on their shoulders because they brought back pretty much the entire team, Right, every dude that came back for the uh, uh, the Phoenix Suns is that's a team that lost in the NBA Finals. They had, you know, certainly a chance, um, certainly a chance to uh, to win it against Milwaukee. Uh, started the series off great and folded. They got chip on their shoulder. Lakers, Montrez Harrell's not there. Kyle Kuzma's not there. KCP is gone. Dennis Schroeder is gone. Marcus All. Um, uh, go down the list, Wesley Matthews, go down the list of all these different players that were on the Lakers roster. They're all gone. None of these players are there. The only There's only three players left on this you know current roster. It's Talon Horn Tucker, it's LeBron James, and it's Anthony Davis. That's it. Now, Rondo, Dwight Howard, now Avery Bradley. There are guys that are back, but that's a season removed. That was, the, well, they won a championship with the Lakers in the 2019-2020 season. So, LeBron talking about it's a new slate. Because I, I think for fans, we look at it, it's like, yeah, you know, there is a chip on their shoulder. Because there's probably a chip on our shoulder. We want to see the Lakers obviously win again. We want to see them be successful. We want to see them um, shine on, uh, you know, obviously on on the NBA stage. But for this actual team, it's it's a trip to think about it. They only have three guys that came back. Three guys. That's it. 
And LeBron and Anthony Davis, you know, won a uh, a championship a, a year ago. Taylor Orrin Tucker is 20 years old. I mean, the guy, you know, obviously uh, so incredibly young that he's got so many years in front of him and he's already got a championship. So I, I thought that was interesting that, nope, clean, clean slate, start building with a new group of guys, I think probably the right approach. Um, this one was interesting too. Dave McMenamin, obviously covers the NBA and the Lakers for ESPN said time helped the angle ankle injury uh this is lebron talking about you know his ankle injury that he needed the off season that it just time is what he needed for his ankle he says he feels worse when he plays low minutes i don't know how many minutes this is a conversation i'll get into with yovan and i'll probably spend some time a little bit later in the show um you know hitting on uh how many minutes LeBron James, what's kind of the, the, the smart strategy to take on that front. But we heard Coach say today, ideally is about 34 minutes a game. That that kind of took me a little bit uh, by surprise. But the part that you know LeBron James is saying, that nobody's going to know his body better than him, feels worse when he plays low minutes. Um, so we'll see how many, you know, how much of a minutes factor comes into play this upcoming season with LBJ. One other thing that he said, um, you know, he was asked, I want to say it was – um, actually can't remember. Maybe it was Brad Turner of the Out Times. He was asked, motivated, what kind of motivates you? Here you are again. It's your 19th season. What do you, what kind of keeps, continues to motivate you? And he just said, you know, continues to be motivated to have an opportunity to win a championship. Greatest, shortest feelings you'll have. He says, you know, those couple of hours that you get after going through that entire grind and then you actually win one is absolutely everything. Let's grab a couple quick phone calls here. Josh in Calabasas. Josh, what's going on? You're on Lakers Talk. What's going on, Josh? Yo, Alan, I don't understand. You got the morning shift and you got the late night shift. Like, can't you actually get a job that's like at normal hours? You you have to have all day, every day they have to call upon you? I don't, I don't understand it. It's like I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm in the major leagues and then I'm back down to the AAA and then back up to the major We're just, you know, we're working all the angles here. No, no, here, here's the reality, Josh. Lakers talk, man. I've been doing it for five years. It's very, it's kind of, you know, something I absolutely love doing, so I got to do it. So what's, what's going on? Give me your question. So my question is, if AD gets hurt within the first six weeks and LeBron gets hurt within the first 12 weeks mm-hmm. and Westbrook is never healthy, then are the Lakers still going to win the championship? Josh, let me let me put it this way. Very simple here, and I appreciate you calling into the show. Um, and let's just be realistic here. If Chris Paul is not 100% healthy for the, uh, the Phoenix Suns, what, what are they going to accomplish? If Matthew Stafford's not 100%, Aaron Donald's not 100% healthy for the Rams, what are they going to accomplish? If Klay Thompson or Steph Curry or one of those two guys or both of those guys are not 100% healthy, what are they going to accomplish? Health is everything in the league. If your question is more along the lines of, are these guys going to be able to stay healthy? I don't have that answer. Nobody does. You know, unfortunately for the Lakers, LeBron and AD both went down um, last season. And, you know, the moment that they go down – it obviously changes the entire landscape of the Lakers. The year or the season prior, LeBron and Anthony Davis were both healthy, healthy in that playoff run, and they go win a championship. So, am I able to predict the health of um, you know these Laker players this upcoming season? Of course, I'm not able to. And yes, 
health will be the difference of the Lakers winning a championship or not. Just like it's the same for the Brooklyn Nets and the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Clippers and the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns and every other sport out there, you either have your health or you don't. And that's obviously the difference of, uh, of everything right there. Um, okay, a couple other things I want to mention here before we get to Yovan. By the way, a few things with Yovan will kind of what to expect tomorrow. I want to bring up that LeBron question to him and then uh, about the 34 minutes ideal. That's the ideal uh, uh, amount of minutes that he would play on a night-in-night-out basis. Um, I mentioned this for a quick second. I'm really actually kind of fascinated what the Lakers are going to do with their lineups because the lineups, I don't think there was any indication in that preseason that's going to tell you, hey, this is going to be the lineup. 100% this is going to be the lineup, and um, uh, we just kind of know it. And, and there are other teams that you already know what their starting lineup is going to be. I cannot tell you that I have you know, any idea what the Lakers are going to come out with tomorrow. Michael says this, and he kind of says it joking around. Um, I say, Michael, who, who do you think is going to be the uh, – who do you think is going to start for the Lakers? He's like, all right, well, there's only two uh, two other you know spots that are open. You obviously have LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. Um, I do think Kent Bazemore will take the starting spot tomorrow, and I don't know what they're going to do, whether they'll have Carmelo in there and they'll go a little smaller, or maybe uh, they'll try big tomorrow with DeAndre Jordan. Either way, whatever lineup we see tomorrow, I have a feeling it's not going to be a guaranteed or locked lineup that for the Lakers, it's going to take a second. Um, they're going to be figuring out from their own perspective of what the closing, who's going to end up closing games, who's going to end up starting games, what three work, uh, what two players work best with LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, what happens when LBJ goes to the bench, whatever the case is. So all that stuff we're going to continue to figure out, and the beauty is we get to start figuring it out tomorrow. All right, Jovan Buha covers the Lakers for The Athletic. He's coming up next day right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, welcome back to Lakers Talk. Uh, looking forward to it. I think everybody's looking forward to it. And, and it's not just me. Jovan Buha covers the Lakers for the Athletic, taking some time to join the show. Um, Jovan, we are finally here, buddy. Just uh, just about 24 hours away from Lakers basketball starting. Uh, thank you for taking the time. I, I, w- I want to start off with this, and I this will be my final preseason question, and then I think everybody wants to turn the page on preseason. 
What was your takeaway from the preseason? Preseason, were you able to take a lot away, or was that kind of hard to gauge a team that really, obviously, was disinterested? I think it's it's hard to take a lot away, but the one thing I would say is that I think this is going to be a bit of an adjustment period. You know, I, I don't take too much stock in the Lakers going zero and six. They only had their big three for a couple of those games, guys in and out of the lineup, uh, certain rotation players who will most likely be able to play tomorrow night uh, against Golden State. So we haven't really seen this team full yet. And, and even so, if we did, I don't think they're, you know, right now where they're at versus where they're going to be at game 30, at game 50, at game 80. It's just going to be such a different team at that point. Uh, you know, it could literally be a different team at that point, right? Like they, they could you know make trades or add guys in. Uh, the bio market, but I, I think even if they just keep things as is, like you know the the, the continuity, the chemistry is obviously going to grow throughout the, the season. Uh, but I think one thing in the Lakers' favor, kind of going into the year, is I do think it is going to be an adjustment period. But at the same time, they have a very home-heavy, uh, you know, relatively easy schedule. So I, I think while we might see some growing pains and, and maybe a loss to a team that they probably shouldn't lose to. I think it does kind of benefit them that they have this kind of easy the first 10, 12, 15 games uh, to, to start the year, and, and that should kind of pad their record as they're kind of ironing out some of these wrinkles that they, they got to figure out. But uh, for, for me, I just think like uh, it's it's a new group, and they clearly have a ways to go on both ends. Uh, I don't think they've looked particularly good on either end, but I think that's okay, and I think we have seen flashes of this team in transition, uh, that, that stretch against Phoenix where – uh, that they shut them down for the five-minute period. And, uh, like, I think we, we've seen some things that I'm encouraged by, but overall it, it's hard to, to kind of take away too much positive or, or too much negative. Uh, for, for me, it's just more of this is going to be a process. It's going to take a few weeks at least to kind of figure this all out. Uh, but in the Lakers' favor is that they do have an easy schedule to, to start things out. Jovan Buha of The Athletic taking some time to join uh, Lakers Talk. Jovan, um, you know, it's interesting when you say it because – I'm with you. I, I walked away and doing all the post-game shows um, on the station. It was tough to kind of pinpoint, you know what, this looked good, that looked good. I, I couldn't really do that, and I you know, continue to kind of be cautious with Laker fans. Like, let, let's let the regular season start. So with that being said, tomorrow, Lakers taking on the Golden State Warriors. It'll be Steph Curry, it'll be Draymond Green. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the Warriors obviously still missing key pieces. For tomorrow's game specifically, now the games count. Now there's no more like, well, we're not interested, it's preseason. What do you expect specifically tomorrow from the Lakers in game one of the regular season? I think we're going to see a, a defensive level of, of intensity and focus and energy and effort that we just haven't seen from them consistently in the preseason. Again, I referenced that one stretch of the game against the Suns where they looked really good defensively and they're getting out in transition. Uh, they went on a 14-0 run over a five-minute period, and that to me was their best stretch of, of preseason basketball. And they had some encouraging stretches in the Sacramento game, but that to me was like, okay, this is the blueprint for what this team can look like on both ends, where they're active, they're long, they're protecting the rim, they're rotating, trapping defensively, forcing turnovers, getting out in transition. And with, with the athletes and finishers that this group has, I think they're obviously very dynamic in transition and, and probably should lead the league in fast break points or, or being you know, near the top. So that to me was kind of what I'm looking for is just, I want to see this team kind of try more. You know, I, I think uh, Frank Vogel actually said today that he felt energy and, and intensity wasn't really uh, an issue for them in the preseason. It was more of just picking up 
the defensive schemes and, and figuring out the offense and everyone kind of uh, figuring out their roles, you know, respectively. But uh, I do think there was, you know, we, because again, I kind of look at that Phoenix stretch of that was when we saw this team really ramping it up defensively. And, and that's what I'm looking for uh, in the Golden State game. And uh, I think we, we saw it in, in the last Golden State game, uh, you know, a, a few days ago where Golden State was back cutting the Lakers a lot. And uh, just with, with the way Golden State's offense, you know, is with, with Steph and, and all the attention you you have to, uh, you know, put on him. And, and then you have Jordan Poole emerging as kind of the breakout guy of the preseason. Like, this is going to be an, an interesting test to me of how the Lakers defense fares against a team that has a lot of shooting, really good spacing, good passing, and just a lot of movement and, and kind of interesting wrinkles to their offense. So uh, I think it's a good first test. It's an exciting, I mean, LeBron, Steph, it's Lakers, Warriors, NorCal versus SoCal. And uh, I think, you know, this could be kind of the beginning of a, of a rivalry between these two, where I think Golden State, once healthy, is going to be up there, you know, with, with the top of the West. Lakers obviously are already there. So I think I'm really excited for this game uh, on a personal level. I think it's going to be a really fun matchup. And um, I think that, that might be the seeds of a, a budding rivalry over the next couple of years. You know, Yovan, actually, that's, that's interesting. You, you brought up the, hey, the, these two teams, um, once the Golden State Warriors are healthy, obviously Wiseman out, Clay Thompson out. Um, hopefully by the time you get to January, both of, those guys, both of those players are back. We'll see what happens. If I told you a healthy Warriors team, which is going to be the first team that the Lakers play uh, in the regular season, versus a healthy Suns team, which will be the second game, or, yeah, the second regular season game the Lakers play, both of those teams, what, what's who's a better team when the dust settles between the Warriors and the Suns? Um, and, of course, both of these teams got to be completely healthy. That's been the biggest issue with the Warriors. Do you put the Warriors up in that class? Is the Warriors with a healthy Clay and Wiseman? Do you think they're they're one of the teams fighting the Western Conference for, uh, you know, obviously right behind the Lakers or w- within that within that barometer of some of these other teams below the Lakers? I, I do. I do. I, I'm very high on Golden State. I, I've been really impressed with Jordan Poole and his emergence. Uh, I think he's someone who's going to be in that conversation for most improved player and uh, potentially six man. Once Clay returns, I think he'll move to the bench and uh, be in that six man of the year mix. But uh, you, you got him, you got Clay coming back. I think Clay is someone who uh, it is tough coming off of two major lower body injuries to have high expectations for him. But at the same time, Clay is not really a guy who's reliant on his athleticism. He, he's big, he's long, he's strong, he, he's an elite shooter, and I don't think that stuff is going to go away. Like, yes, maybe some of that lateral quickness will, will not be the same, but I don't think that's going to affect Clay Thompson's shot. He's one of the you know three to five best shooters of all time. That is going to really help this team offensively. Uh, James Wiseman, I, I think it, you know, we see young big men take those leaps in, in that second or third season. I, I think he's a candidate to do that. And Draymond Green, you know, I, I think people kind of forget about Draymond. But uh, you know, going back to that playing game, Draymond defended Anthony Davis as well as I've seen somebody defend Anthony Davis in his tenure in LA. You know, and, and just his ability to body him one on one and kind of hang with him. Like you, you're never going to shut down AD. AD's still going to get his his twenty and twelve, twenty five and twelve. But uh, it, you know, Draymond Green just being able to hang with him one on one, relatively speaking, uh, is really impressive. And then. Uh, the, you know, the, the most important guy, right, Steph Curry, uh, an, an MVP candidate, you know, a guy who you have to guard out to, to 40 feet on a basketball court. Like, he's just the ultimate uh, floor raiser for this team and, and really just, you know, unlocks all different possibilities offensively. So 
Uh, I, I think they got a championship core, championship coaching staff, and uh, some interesting young players. So to me, Golden State won healthy. If Clay can get back to an all-star or near all-star level, I do think it's in that mix with Phoenix and Utah at the top of the West, uh, kind of in that tier two behind the Lakers. Jovan Buha, who covers the Lakers for the Athletic, taking some time to uh, to join Lakers Talk. Jovan, I'm, I'm curious, um, you know, we're going to probably try to figure this out all season long, and there's going to be such a, a microscope directly on Russell Westbrook. How is that fit with LeBron and Anthony Davis? H- how do you think that adjustment will go for Russ over these first couple months of the season? Basically what I'm referring to is, you know, obviously uh, the Lakers have um, – uh, two of the top players in the entire league it's Russell Westbrook coming on a Lakers team that's already won an NBA championship with those two as the as the cornerstone how do you think Russ fits in how do you think he as the season progresses how do you think he finds a way to be um, you know most effective for the Lakers at the same time sacrificing for the better of the team I think it's TBD right now but I will I will say I've, I've seen some encouraging signs number one uh, when LeBron and Russ have shared the floor, LeBron has had the higher usage, which I, I think is really important. And we've kind of seen it with Russ where in previous situations, superstars have really had to adjust to him. And it's, you know, teams have had to adjust to him. And it's really been Russ is going to be Russ. And, you know, we saw Houston trade away Clint Capella and, and go centerless, basically making Russ their center sure. offensively. Uh, and, and just completely altering the way, you know, not only that they play, but really we, we've seen a team play. I mean, we have not really – there's been a lot of small ball, but we've yet to see a team really go, we're going all six, seven guys and under for, you know, kind of the, the rest of the season and, and into the playoffs. And they did that in part to kind of unlock the, the best version of Russ. So I think already we're seeing LeBron is the primary ball handler. He's going to have the ball more. Russ is going to be more off the ball. Uh, there was one action in the Sacramento game where LeBron had the ball in the left elbow. The, the Lakers had Russ come off a screen and, and basket cut, got a wide-open layup. And I think those are the types of things you need to see from Russ is when he's off the ball, you know, defenses are going to ignore him. It's just he, he's not a good three-point shooter, and you don't need to guard him off the ball. But the Lakers need to find ways to leverage that, and whether it's, it's cutting, using him as a screener, uh, different things like – you know, we were talking about the Warriors. The Warriors, when, when teams don't defend Draymond Green, they'll use him as kind of a, a dribble handoff guy where it's like, okay, if no one's going to guard me out here, uh, I'm, I'm going to have Steph run up to me. I'm going to hand him the ball, and he's going to be wide open because I'm immediately going to set a screen for him. And I think the Lakers can kind of do interesting stuff like that with Russ when, when he doesn't have the ball or when he does, and, and teams just aren't respecting him at the three-point line. So uh, I think overall like it's been – you know, the turnovers have been an issue – I think some of the shot selection has been an issue, uh, but he, he's still been putting up his, his, you know, per 36, you know, near triple-double numbers. I think he's going to do that all season, and I think, honestly, that the fit is only going to get better. So um, I think it's too early to kind of tell positive, negative. Uh, I, I think there's been some good stuff, some bad stuff, uh, but, but overall, I think I'm encouraged by the fact that it's clear to, to me, at least, from the two games they've played, uh, small sample size, but LeBron has had the ball in his hands more, and LeBron has been more the primary ball handler, and that, to me, is most important to optimize the, the Lakers. You, you, need, you want the ball in LeBron's hands. He, you know, he's the ultimate decision-maker with the ball. So, uh, to me, I, I've been encouraged by that. Uh, I think Russ has you know, shown some things defensively that have been encouraging as well. So, I think it's trending in the right direction, but 
uh, again, I think it's too early to really tell uh, one way or the other. Yovan, uh, we got a chance to hear uh, Coach talk earlier today. We got a chance to hear Coach and LeBron talk earlier uh, today um, after practice. I, I don't know if this – maybe it surprises me a little bit. Coach said ideally, as far as minutes go for LeBron – about 34 minutes would be ideal um, for LeBron on a night-in, night-out basis. Does that surprise you at all? And I, I just say that because, you know, we, we kind of sit here and we look at the circumstance. Okay, going into his 19th season, okay, he brought on Russell Westbrook as well, so I think he's going to be able to help with the workload. Um, does that come to as a surprise to you or, or not at all? That's probably where we're going to see LeBron if he's healthy and feeling good. It does come as a surprise to me because going back to the 2016-2017 season when he was in Cleveland, LeBron's minutes have gone down by an average of 1 to 1.5 minutes per season. So based on that trend, that would put him around 31, 31.5 minutes for this upcoming season. And Frank Vogel just kind of went against that, right? And it said 34 to 36, which would, would be the most LeBron has played uh, you know, basically not only in LA, but, but going back a few years in, you know, to, to Cleveland. So I think I would kind of be surprised by that. I feel like, you know, that, that might be the plan maybe going in, but I would expect that to be adjusted uh, t- to me, maybe somewhere in that 32, 33 range is probably the sweet spot, 34 at most. But I think LeBron at 37 years old, year 19, all of a sudden increasing his minutes by four to, to get to 36, that would, would be a little uh, risky in terms of just injury management. I mean, we've seen it now. Uh, he's definitely not an injury-prone player, but he's had two freak injuries occur in, in two of the last three seasons in L.A. And we, you know, for, for the Lakers, I'm like, the one season you kept LeBron healthy all year, basically, and into the, the playoffs, you won a championship. The two seasons you didn't, uh, one, you didn't make the playoffs, and the other, you lost in the first round. So if I'm the Lakers, it's all about keeping LeBron healthy, managing his minutes, managing his workload. So I expect him, if not to decrease slightly, maybe increase up into, like, again, 32, 33. Uh, but, but one thing Frank said that was interesting was he said he, he doesn't want LeBron to play all 82 games. So maybe that's kind of the trade-off. Is hmm. You do increase LeBron's minutes a little bit, but he, he does rest a few games here and there, do, do, does some load management. And that's kind of the uh, – because LeBron told us, he said, I don't like playing fewer minutes. I don't – you know, I think I'm less effective. I don't feel as well playing fewer minutes. So, again, maybe the trade off is, hey, LeBron, you, you know, you're going to play the most minutes you've played in three or four years, but you're going to rest every seven to ten games, right? And you end up playing 72 games, and we've kept you healthy, and we've limited your minutes kind of that way instead of maybe on the court. So – I think that there's different ways to do it, but if I'm the Lakers, especially with LeBron, because we know how much they've struggled when he's been off the floor. It's been a talking point for a couple of years now. You need to keep LeBron healthy, first and foremost. And that, that is my number one goal this season, is how can we get LeBron not only healthy, but really optimized heading into the 2022 postseason. Because if he's ready to go and then healthy and uh, as close to 100% as possible, you got to like the Lakers' odds against just about anybody. But if he's not and he's dealt with a major injury or, or is maybe at 70% or something just because of the workload, that's where you can run into trouble. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how they manage it. I was a little surprised by that answer from Frank, but uh, I also think that might be the, the initial plan and then the Lakers adjust as things go. But based on the trend, LeBron's minutes have actually been going down for five years in a row now. 
Uh, so I would be surprised if that dramatically changes. Yovan, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow for the start of the regular season, Lakers and the Warriors. Appreciate the time, buddy. Yes, sir. I'll see you tomorrow, man. All right, well, there it is. Yovan Buha of The Athletic. Fantastic job, as always. Um, let, let's do this when we come back. I got a few NBA stories I want to hit on. I'll preview the Lakers and the Warriors, and then also managing LeBron's minutes. I thought that was interesting. I uh, want to make a quick point on that. Remember, uh, tonight, just a one-hour show for Lakers Talk. Uh, more Lakers Talk coming up next. Stay right here. This is uh, Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Thank you again to Jovan Buha for uh, taking some time and previewing this Lakers-Warriors game. So one thing I want to hit on, uh, we were talking about there towards the end. So managing LeBron's minutes. So we got a chance to hear from Coach earlier. Got a chance to hear from LeBron earlier. And I do think it's interesting, the ideally... You want to play him about 34 minutes a game. And Jovan was bringing up points um, that I think, listen, not only are they valid, I I ultimately think this, and I don't know if Laker fans get annoyed with hearing this, well, you just got to be healthy for when the playoffs start. There's some truth to it. You know, obviously, um, the years the Lakers have been healthy with LeBron James, they won a championship. The other two years, he had health issues. Both him and AD had health issues this past season. Hopefully this um, expanded offseason season a true offseason is going to help not just LeBron and Anthony Davis, but the rest of the guys on the team. 34 minutes sounds like a lot. It really does. Now, if the strategy is, but we're going to play him less games, you know, instead of playing 82 games, he'll play 70, he'll play 72, he'll play 68, you know, something along those lines, and you could be strategic with it. Um, that sounds like a, a much better game plan than, you know, obviously – worrying about every single regular season game that the Lakers have this upcoming year. And I'm not saying that, you know, my hope is not, well, the Lakers are a fifth seed or a sixth seed, and it doesn't matter. I mean, ideally, you don't put yourself in that position. I think the only reason why the Lakers last year were sitting in that number seven spot is because they had significant injuries to their two main guys, and they were out for a significant amount of time. Not significant injuries, but they were out for a significant amount of time. Um this year, yes, the you know thought process and the approach is, yes, win as many regular season games as you can. Try to click as best as you can by the time you get to the postseason. But if they're a two-seed or a three-seed, I don't think the world is going to end. Um, and, and, you know, kind of making sure LeBron and Anthony Davis are fresh for the postseason, 100% should be a priority. How they get there, I don't know if 34 minutes a night is the best strategy to get there, but like, you know, you, you heard... Um, earlier when, the, when when Vogel mentioned, when Jovan just mentioned it from what Coach said, um, kind of taking this approach of, well, he doesn't have to play every game. I, I think that's a smart strategy, and we could take it from there. Um, okay, a couple things I want to do here real quick. Um, I, I got a couple NBA stories that I want to get into, and then I want to go through some expectations for tomorrow against the uh, Golden State Warriors. Um, DeAndre Ayton of the Phoenix Suns, who the Lakers are going to play, this upcoming Thursday, it's going to be 
the actually, I'm sorry, Friday is when they'll play the uh, Phoenix Suns. That's um, uh, they're going to be their second game of the season. So I guess the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton couldn't come to an agreement um, or a, at least an extension on his rookie contract. Sources tell Adrian Wojnarowski, I might be the only one on this. Um, but when I look at these numbers, so Ayton was eligible for a five-year, $172.5 million extension with escalators that could reach $207 million, and they couldn't come to a deal. Sounds like a lot of money for DeAndre Ayton. I'm, you know, I, I keep hearing and I'm looking at tweets. I can't believe they didn't come to an agreement. I can't believe they didn't put a, t- a, g- a deal together, which, by the way, Mikhail Bridges earlier in the day got four years, $90 million on his rookie uh, contract extension with the Phoenix Suns. And I'm just mentioning these two guys because this is in the Western Conference. This is a team that made it to the Western Conference Finals or to the NBA Finals last year. They took out the Lakers. And I actually think they're a legitimate threat to make some noise again this year. There's something about bringing back the exact same team for a second run, getting these young guys experience in the playoffs, the ups, the downs, all that stuff. Um, I think Aiton's a nice player. Do I think Aiton's worth $200-plus No, I'm sorry, I don't. And, you know, there are other comparable max contracts Trey Young well he's your franchise player Luka Doncic he's your franchise player then a couple other guys Shea Gilgis Alexander Michael Porter Jr. maybe the Michael Porter Jr. think is the best comp you can have because you have other players who are on that team in Jokic and Jamal Murray who you just feel and you know uh, are your franchise players and he's third fiddle now can he become something else of course he can but with the Phoenix Suns it's Devin Booker and it's Chris Paul, and nobody's questioning that. Um, I think Aiton's an important piece. I just don't know if the guy's worth $200 million, so we'll kind of see how that uh, continues to unfold here as uh, the season starts and take it from there. Um, okay, uh, another quick piece of NBA news I want to get into. Ben Simmons. Um, we the Doc Rivers says he's unsure if Ben Simmons will play in the Philadelphia 76ers Open. I don't even think that part matters. I think the fact that there's some footage of him back at practice, kind of remarkable, to be honest with you. Who would have thought that Ben Simmons is going to be back there? Obviously, money did the talking. This guy was missing so many big-time checks. So the mere fact that he can come back, get his money, get paid, and he's back with the Philadelphia 76ers, we'll see how it all unfolds. Um, and we'll just have to, uh, we'll just kind of have to obviously wait and see uh, what happens from here with uh, with Ben Simmons and if the chemistry part will eventually kind of work itself out and everything will be okay. Uh, Lakers Talk, by the way, one of our official sponsors on the show, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for uh, location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. We appreciate their partnership. Again, just go to SoCalOilChange.com, throw in your zip code, and you could eventually find um, obviously, the location uh, nearest you, and uh, and go get your car serviced. Okay, expectations tomorrow: Lakers and the Golden State Warriors, and really some expectations for the upcoming week. Um, I think the Golden State Warriors are about a 500 team without Clay Thompson and without Wiseman. Um, so I, I say that, and the reason why I point that out: expect the Lakers to go handle business tomorrow. I mean. Um, what more do you want me to tell you? Uh, this is exactly 
what should happen for the Los Angeles Lakers. They um, should go up against the Golden State Warriors, handle business, do what they need to do. This is kind of one of those obvious ones where um, the the team goes 0 for 6 in the preseason. Okay, that's one thing. But what can you do? And once the regular season starts, how you should start playing the basketball, that's expected. So I completely expect that this should not be a close game tomorrow. I expect the Lakers to dominate, and maybe that's me with a Lakers hat on, but I just watched a team that was disinterested for six preseason games. I'm pretty sure they're going to be interested tomorrow, and I'm pretty sure they're going to start playing Lakers basketball with uh, you know a stacked squad and three superstars. That's going to be the expectation. Um, by the way, um, that's going to be the expectation all season long. I'll, let me use a, a better example. They got a tough game coming up on Thursday versus the Phoenix Suns. That should be a good battle. That's different. Um, the Suns are healthy. The Suns obviously got a lot of good players. They have something to prove because they have a chip on their shoulder where nobody thinks they should represent the Western Conference again. And the only reason why they got to the NBA Finals is because of all those injuries with the teams that they faced. That's fine. Um, they could have that chip on their shoulder. That's a much tougher game on Friday than, in my personal opinion, tomorrow should be against the Golden State Warriors. But that is exactly why... Uh, they play the game, so that obviously has a lot to do with it. And uh, and also, you know, we'll and I know I mentioned it early in the show. Lakers, uh, Sham Sharania put out this tweet. Lakers claimed Avery Bradley off of waivers, so Avery Bradley will be uh, coming back to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, you know, I, I said it a little bit earlier. I'm a fan of his game. I'm a fan of what he brings to the table. I'm a fan of his defense. So we'll see how he'll eventually contribute for this team as well. Uh, that is it, Laker fans. Thank you very much for tuning in. Always greatly appreciate you guys being a part of Lakers Talk. If you missed any part of the show, go to the ESPN app or on iTunes. You can catch the full hour of tonight's show on there. Uh, next uh, next game for us is going to be the Lakers and the Warriors coming up tomorrow. And, of course, Travis and Sliwa tomorrow morning. Uh, thanks for being part of the show. L.A., have a great rest of your night.